This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. We've been talking about faith, and it's one of the things the Lord has really put on my heart just to keep teaching on the areas of faith. Just little bits each week that I'm going to give you. And understand this, when I talk about these things, it's normally things that God is really, really stern within me. Desiring to, to work in me. And so I just begin to see how God does that. And so turn with me the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Now I had this on Sunday morning and sometimes I get so caught up in what's going on that I didn't, I didn't say this. But listen to this definition of faith. You, you may want to write this down. This is Dr. Tony Evans down in Dallas. He said this. Faith is believing something that's so even when it isn't so, so that it will be so, because God said so. Now, that, 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 is, that is so good, I'm going to read it again, because some of you are going to write it down. Faith is believing something that's so, even when it isn't so, so that it will be so, because God said so. I'm going to say, that again. that was good, that was really good. Actually, if you want to write it down... If you can read writing in a foreign language, you're welcome to come up here and look at this. I may have to decipher some of it because it's not real good. All right, go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to talk about something that every one of us have the same amount of each day. It's called time. You know, they say a broken clock is even right twice a day. It's a pretty good thought right there, isn't it? But the only difference with each one of us is determined with what we choose to do with our time on a daily basis. But what you begin to find out in the Bible that God's timetable is not like our timetable. And one of the greatest struggles that we have as human beings in the area of faith is a thing called timing. How many of you have found out that it, when it doesn't happen on your timing, it's very easy to have fear, doubt, and even frustration comes in? And before long, if I'm not careful, they begin to insult us and, and we throw away our confidence in God. Now, God knew that would be a possibility with us. And so that's where we're going to start here today. Helping us not to throw our confidence, our trust, or our faith away in God. So Hebrews 10, verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Now, you know what that tells me right there? That's a possibility that that can happen. Don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. The New Living Translation says, this confident trust in the Lord. This confident trust in the Lord. So this is what he's talking about. Don't cast away that trust I've got in God. Now, the way I can hang on to the trust of God is when I see what God's wrote in His Word, those promises, man, I hang on to them. That's the same for every one of us. Verse 36. For you have need of endurance. The word endurance means constancy. To persevere, a steadfastness. The, uh, the capacity to continue to bear up under difficulties. To actively resist weariness and defeat. Now some of those words that I just used to describe endurance. You may say that describes me to a T right now. 
I'm, I'm, I'm facing weariness. I'm facing some struggles. So he said, you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God. After you have stayed with the things of God. When your faith is tempted to give up and you falter in your faith. What do we do? And I stay focused on Jesus. I stay focused on the word. One of the best ways that helps me to stay focused on Jesus is the work that he did on the cross. And in in John 19, the Lord Jesus said this on the cross. He said, it is finished. And that's God's ultimate for each one of us, even in the areas. We stay the course till it's finished. A great word on that is 2 Timothy 4, 7. Paul said, I have kept the faith. I fought the good fight of faith. I finished the race and I've kept the faith. That's got to get on the inside of us where we keep the faith and we finish the race. But he goes on to say, after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. All that is promised, what he has promised, what was promised. But if you'll note there, he said, you may receive the promise. He didn't say you're going to earn the promise. When we live by faith, we receive the things of God. It's same by salvation. The way you get born again is you receive Jesus as Lord of your life. And so it's the same way right here. But this verse is so powerful to remain steadfast. Remain committed to the word of God. Now go with me to the book of Luke chapter 1. And in this passage here, it's going to talk about a, a, a husband and wife who had the opportunity to lose their confidence. To get rid of endurance. You know, you find out with that word endurance as a believer, this thing as a Christian, it, it isn't a hundred meters, it's a marathon. It's day by day by day by day. I just stay with it day by day by day. And just because you may not have a great day doesn't mean the word of God's changed. Just stay with it. Luke chapter 1. Verse 5, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both, now I really like that here. They were both, husband and wife, they were both righteous before God. Now, when I see that they were righteous before God, apparently God sees what we do. God notices what we do. Second Chronicles 16.9 says this, The eyes of the Lord go to and fro across the earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. So all day long, it's like God has got a a Doppler radar in his eyes and he picks up ones that live for him. And this is what was going on right here. This husband and wife, they were righteous before God. Look at the next verse. It says, walking, walking, living in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, and they were blameless. And so when you look at this, what it says in verse 6 They just didn't go through the motions. They didn't just play Christian. I mean, these these two were really, really sold out. And 
their outward compliance was also with an inward obedience. They had a heart that said, I want to obey God. And that's a good place for every one of us to get to where we say, I want to obey God. I don't have to obey God. I want to obey God. And I believe this is right where they were at. Verse 7. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as the priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Now, when I read over this a lot of times, you know, you just read that and you think, okay, he was a priest and his lot fell and he goes in to burn incense before the Lord. Was that a big deal? It was a huge deal. Because a priest could have the privilege of burning incense in the holy place only one time in his life. And oftentimes, they never got to go in. So for a priest to go in there, it was huge. And when they would go in to burn incense, understand that the incense when they would burn would be like a sweet-smelling aroma to God. And so when we worship God and we praise God, that's a sweet-smelling aroma to God. The way you worship Him. This isn't worship. Man, when I begin to open my heart up and lift my hands, and man, I'm in it from my heart, it doesn't matter if you can sing or not. And so this man named Zacharias, he gets to go in and he burns the incense. And, and as the incense would go up, the smoke was like it was going before God. Keep reading verse 10. And the whole multitude of the people, they were praying outside at the hour of incense. And so outside, all the body of Christ, the, the, the Christians... They're out there worshiping God and they're praising God. And while they're out there worshiping God and praising God, they begin to, to smell the incense going up. And, and when I look at this here, God is a God that is drawn to your worship and to your prayers. He loves us to worship, but he loves to hear you pray too. So this is what's going on. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. He's in there worshiping. I mean, when you see this biblically, because of their worship and their praying, it attracted heaven. This big angel that shows up is Gabriel. And he's in there and right there on the right side of the altar, there he is. Verse 12. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. Now, with that statement right there, I don't believe he'd ever seen an angel before. I've been told that people, when they see the angels for the first time, it's like, oh my gosh. Over and over. Now, this just wasn't an ordinary angel. This was Gabriel. This was an archangel. Now, listen what he goes on to say in these passages here. And so the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. Now get a hold of that, guys, right there. He said that for your prayer is heard. 
Now what we've read here, they're old. They're dinosaurs, they're ancient, they're old. It said they'd grown so old. But they had been praying, I believe, for their whole lifetime. This tells me right here, don't ever give up on your prayers. Don't lose confidence in your prayers to God. Your prayers don't evaporate. God hears everything that you say and do. But understand again, it's on God's time. It's not my time, it's God's time. Let me read you this here. This this will go hand in hand. Just right there with what I'm talking about. This is Revelations chapter 5 verse 8. And it says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. They fell down before Jesus. Each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense. Now listen to what this says. Which are the prayers of the saints. Our prayers are like incense. They go up before God. Another great verse on that is, is Psalms 141, verse number 2. It's a powerful verse. Too. I'm telling you those so you can look them up. So your prayers, they don't fall on deaf ears. So we pick up back in verse 14. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. This was John the Baptist. So the question now arises, why would God choose these two? They were elderly. She was barren, so to a degree they were doubly disqualified. Why didn't he choose someone 20 or 30? You know what I believe so much of this hinges on? is back there where it started. How Zacharias and Elizabeth, both of them, love God. And so you know what God knew? This boy I'm going to bless him with. He's going to be mighty for me here on earth. So he said, I want them to be raised with godly influence. Now, as a parent, in, in Psalms 22, verse 6, it says, Train up your children in the way they should go. It's a good thing for me to feed my children. It's a good thing for me to clothe my children. It's a good thing to bless my children with $150 Jordans. But I can still deprive them spiritually. The greatest gift that they need is we train them up in the things of God. And when it talks about training them up, it's talking about I train them up with wisdom, I train them up with love, and I train them up with discipline. Those three things. And so God knew this is what was going to take place. And God still hadn't changed. God doesn't change right here. And so even if you're, if you're believing for something right now that looks like it's impossible, think about this story right here. Don't lose your confidence. You just keep praying and keep standing and keep going before God. That's why in Mark eleven twenty four it says, Whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. And so I just keep my confidence on, you know what, God's going to do something. God's working on my behalf. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the Word of God is working mightily in me. So I hang on to the Word of God and I keep hanging on. Same chapter, i got to skip a little bit. Verse 18. And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? 
Now all of a sudden, human reasoning starts coming in and Zechariah is saying, now, wait a minute. We're not that young anymore. How will I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And so what begins to go on here is Zechariah begins to question the word that the archangel Gabriel bought. And you know, to a degree, you know what he's saying? You sure you got the right address? You, you sure you got the right people? We're two days older than dirt. You sure you got us? See, anytime we begin to question God's integrity in these situations right here, it causes great damage. It's like we, we're, we're not believing God's ability and we don't believe God's word. And so he doubted. It's very clear right now that he got over and began to doubt what they said. Do you know a lot of the great men in the Bible, they started out in doubt? Abraham and Moses both did, but guess what? They didn't stay there. And it's the same right here for us. I don't care where you're at tonight. I can begin to feed my faith and starve my doubts. So we go on and he keeps reading in verse 19. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel. In other words, I'm, you imagine how big he is. I'm Gabriel. You sure you want to question this? And he says, who stands in the presence of God. And was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. I got to go back to what he said to him there between verses 11 and 13. Remember he said, your prayers have been heard. The very things you've been praying for, they've been heard. Verse 20. But behold, you will be mute, nor able to speak until the things that these, or the day that these things take place. And so he gets a strong, strong reaction right here from the angel. And when the angel says, you're going to be mute, he zips his lip. And one of the reasons he does is many times we short-circuit our faith by the words out of our mouth. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Wouldn't it be interesting some days if the Lord just zipped our mouth? <laughs> I mean, I think about it at times. I think, Lord, how many times have I gotten off course because the words out of my mouth? Proverbs 6 and 2 says, your words are a snare. And so again, this angel says, I'm not going to let your words derail you. So he zips his lip and he says, until the day these things take place. Now watch this. Because you did not believe my words. Anytime I don't believe the word of God, it's if I'm questioning his integrity. And it's if the Lord is saying, will you just please trust me? Will you just please trust me? Will you just please live by my word? Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Again, that time is God's time. And the Lord will do it on the appointed time, the proper time, 
my job is don't lose my confidence. I keep just standing and say, okay, Father God, if you said it, I'm going to believe it. Verse 21. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. And the reason they waited is when the priest would come out, he would pronounce a blessing on them. And so they're waiting and they're waiting and say, man, we need the blessing. Where's he at? But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he'd seen in a vision in the temple for he beckoned to them and he remained speechless. I'm sure he's looking at them like, only if you really knew what happened here. Only if you knew this big angel. Verse 23. So it was as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own home. Now remember in this situation here, the battle is a faith battle. The battle here is not try harder. The battle here is not make yourself worthy. The battle here is a fight, a faith fight. That's why the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. So his time goes up that week and he goes home. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to ad lib a little bit and paraphrase on this. I can imagine when he goes home, he goes walking in and Elizabeth looks at him and says, Zachariah? How was your week at the temple? Zacharias, how was your week at the temple? Now remember, he can't talk. Are you listening? Have you heard one thing I said? Now remember, he, he, he's speechless. So he takes out a chalkboard and he writes, Do you want to know about my week? There was a big angel named Gabriel who came and he spoke to me. And this big angel named Gabriel said to me that you, Elizabeth, who's been barren, you're going to have a boy. And on top of having a boy, you're going to name him John. Can you imagine her looks looking at him like, what type of incense did you smoke today? I mean, can you imagine that setting? Here she's wanted to have kids all these years, and he comes strolling in, and and... He can't talk, and besides that, he starts writing. This is an incredible story. So I say that to us tonight. Don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Now, I want you to go back with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, and we'll end with this. This this is going to give you a good shot of the Word of God right here, okay? Verse 11. And we desire that each one of you, every one of us, you show the same diligence, strongly and earnestly desire the same diligence and sincerity, watch this, to the full assurance all the way through of hope until the end. The full assurance and development until the end. In other words, you know what he said? Stay with it. Stay with it till the very end. That you do not become sluggish, that you do not become lazy spiritually, but you imitate those who want faith and patience. You lean on God in absolute trust and confidence. And you will inherit the promise. Wow. 
Now, when I read that, many times I've wanted to, to, to blot out the word patience. I kind of like the word faith. You know, it's just learning to believe in it. But that word patience, man, it can mess with us. That area of saying, wait on the Lord. Verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. God said, I'll just swear by me. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, after he had stuck it out, he obtained the promise, or he obtained everything that God promised. But it isn't interesting right here that he said, after he had patiently endured, Telling you guys, hang on to the things of God. Well, what if it happens in a year? What if it's 10 years? What if it's 20 years? What if it is? I mean, I can take you back to David and, and Joseph both in the Bible. They had great dreams, great visions. But with both of them, those dreams and visions, they didn't kick in for over 13 years. Well, pastor, are you telling me it's going to be 13 years? I don't know. It's not my timetable. But what if it is? Again, through faith and patience we inherit. And many times where we get in trouble when it doesn't happen on our timetable, we think, you know what? I'm going to fix this. And when we try to fix it, all we do is we complicate it. So we forget real quick, he's the creator and we're the creation. He's the potter. We're the clay. And so sometimes God says, you know what? You're going to have to get back in the oven. I'm going to bake you a little bit more. And you look and you think, again, God is a God who will keep his word. He'll bless if I just hang on to those things. I just hold on to them and I keep holding on to you. And I believe this with all my heart right now. And I'm not saying this from my, my head. I'm saying this from my heart right here. There's some of you have you've let go of your dreams. You've said out of your mouth, I don't think that'll ever happen. Let me tell you, if you can't dream it, if you can't see it, you won't ever walk in it. Dream it. Dream it. I mean, if you've ever, and I'm just going to use this analogy, if you've seen yourself in a car, you picture yourself in that car, I mean, you say, that's me. That is me. If you can see yourself in it, you can have it. But if you can't see yourself, you'll never walk in that. So again, you know what God does? God says, I want to stir up dreams back in you. I want to stir up giftings back in you. Some of you have had callings in areas, and you know what? You've cast them off. You've thought, uh-uh, no more. I can't do it. And let's hang on to God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.